0: go Salad. <laughs> Do Monsieur care for another bottle of the Chateau Latour? Ah, uh, yes, but no more 1966. Let's splurge. Bring us some fresh wine. The freshest you've got. This year's. No more of this old stuff. We, oui, Monsieur. He doesn't realize he's dealing with sophisticated people here. Mm-hmm. Marie, now just stay calm. Stay calm. Just don't look down. Don't look down! Look up! Just keep your eyes up and keep them that way, okay? Waiter? There are snails on her plate. (coughs) Now, get them out of here before she sees them. Look away. Just look away and keep your eyes that way. You would think at a fancy restaurant like this, at these prices, you would be able to keep the snails off the food. (coughs) There's so many snails in there, you can't even see the food. Now, take them away and bring me those melted cheese sandwich appetizers you talked me out of. We, oui, monsieur. Yes. You believe this? First they didn't have the bamboo umbrellas for the wine, and now snail's on the food! Two boobs! That's what he takes us for! Get ready! Yes. Woo! We are a tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive! This is the Cutline Podcast, with your host, Michael Cavallunis. We are here to talk Harbor Town Golf Link's RBC Heritage, the only PGA tournament in South Carolina. And the DFS train never stops, the sportsbook train never stops. Give a shout out to my boy Tommy and Rich, nailing that Sung JM first round leader. Near two grand for the both of them. Hello we got a great show on tap for you. Hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Hello, Spain, Germany, Australia. Big shout out to all your listeners in Cali. Let's give a huge round of applause to everyone in West Virginia, Florida, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, New York, New Jersey, Nevada, Arizona, you name it, we're there. No one doesn't listen to the cut line. It only goes to show you that the best PGA analysis is here. And it's only a matter of time before we get to all 50 states, even in Hawaii. We've been there before, though. We've been there before. So if you haven't been listening to the Cutline. And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. Where have you been? Where have you been? So CutlineGolf.com is live with all your tournament needs, course previews, core fours, sportsbook wagers, my personal models. You start making money. You start picking better plays. You start cashing and smashing because you're the man. You're the man. I'm just there to guide you, there to help you, but you are the man. I'm Mike Kev Lunas at Lunas on Twitter. So excited to be here. Thrilled the outcome of the Masters. I couldn't be happier for Scotty Scheffler. Guy was just elite and on point and on fire last weekend, but we are here to break down a new tournament and the cut line is going to do the best they can. The best we can. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go Where fashion sits To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. Yeah, and our goal is to make sure that not only is your grass green, the green green, the fairway green, but so is your bankroll. Do us a favor, if you love what you're hearing, love the work that we're doing here at the Cutline, Subscribe, like, give us a review. We'll give you plenty of wieners and winners on Sunday. Now, if you need ownership projections, there's no guys I trust more than Sports Fansharesports and Fansharesports.com. Easy fix. If you're not a member, go to Fansharesports. Sign up in the discount code, write the word cut line, and you receive 20% off your monthly membership. Also want to give a shout out to Golf Goons, the number one in golf NFTs and cryptocurrency. Very easy setup. Go to at the golf goons on Twitter, join the Discord, join the drops, and guess what? Earn those NFT players, those elite golfers that will help you smash and cash even further outside of DraftKings, outside of the DraftKings Sportsbook, FanDuel Sportsbook, Points Betting, BetMGM, Caesars, wherever you place your bets. It's getting big. Get involved get those nfts they pay you out it's nuts it's nuts so moving forward we are going to break down the rbc golf tournament it doesn't really matter how long you are here but how accurate you are greens are hard to hit and my can the weather play with the golfers has past winners include kadyra grace Furick, Kucher, graham mcdowell not here though sneds brian gay boo weekly we've seen ct pan win here before webb simpson of course The course is challenging. It is a par 71 course that requires accurate shots. Grip it and rip it players need not apply. Golfers have to have the awareness of their shots, and they need to be dead accurate off the tee in order to set up the best approach possible. If a player ends up off the fairway, the pro will likely suffer and struggle, as is the case for most Pete Dye courses. We seek out Pete Dye experts here for our first-round leaders and outright tickets. Some players have historically played well on Pete Dye tracks, but regardless of what the numbers say. The course, while seeming simple, does not allow player does allow players to think strategy from round to round. Harbertown will require a balance of accuracy, but length does become an advantage due to there only being three par fives that often produce the best scoring opportunities. Some of the small screens on our tour are found here at Hilton Head, so even the best approach players are going to miss some greens from time to time throughout the weekend. So greens and regulation is really really a premium here. I can't stress this enough: as driving actually extremely important. The massive Amount of overhanging trees that could lead to massive troubles could put someone in a position off the tee that is not advantageous. Course history does play a golf role here at Harbour Town, but not as drastically as it did last weekend at Augusta National. While simplistic, the recipe for success is pretty simple. It really is. It's very simple. Hit the ball straight off the tee, get it on the green, putt for birdie, done deal. The done deal. Last nugget I want to talk about, the dreaded Masters hangover. We're going to talk more about it in the Birdie or Better segment. But remember, a handful of these guys just got through a dogfight last weekend. Uh, but Coming here and believing they won't win, that's up to you. It's a narrative that's going to be discussed on multiple shows. Another interesting bit of information is that the approach shot distribution is that a, a majority of the shots range from the 175 to 200 range. So when you break it down, though, it really isn't that surprising because, well, Players are adding length to their approach shots because how they're clubbing down on the tee. Pete Dye course, Bermuda grass greens, 7,100 yards, par 71, nine water hazards, 54 bunkers. Looking at the weather ahead, we got some wind on Thursday. We got a little bit of wind on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, but nothing that's atrocious. But Thursday, maybe that morning wave could be advantageous as that wind creeps in about after 11 o'clock up to 25 miles per hour. We talked about the approach shot distribution with that 175-200 being the main culprit, but that 150-175 to is a close second. Past winners, Stuart Sink, Webb Simpson, C.T. Pan, Kadaira Wesley Bryant, Brandy Grace, Jim Furyk, Kuchar, and Graham McDowell. Key stats I'm looking at, tee to green, ball striking, approach, greens and regulation, and scrambling. Courses that I like that are, that are comparable, Wiley, TPC Sawgrass, TPC San Antonio, Sedgefield, Colonial. But the question is, who... Are we going to be playing this weekend? These two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. So this is the Cutline's Pretty or Better segment, where you break down the top tier of golfers here at the RBC Heritage, all the way down to the sixth... K range. And a couple things I want to point out. Alright, when we're looking at this top 8K all the way up to Justin Thomas at $11,100 four players four total players have not won on PGA Tour. Alright, that includes Tommy Fleetwood Alex Noren, HB3 and Matt Fitzpatrick. So you have to pick between those four Who's going to get their first tournament win on tour? And the man I'm taking is Alex Norn. I don't think Fleetwood can do it. I think HV3 is going to be suffering from fatigue from last week. And then Matt Fitzpatrick is just one of those guys who looked... I... I it's just, it's not the course where he can compete. He looked great at the Masters. Don't get me wrong. He's looked great here before, impeccable course history. I guess, like, if you're going to talk about the best golfer of those four, Matt Fitzpatrick would be it. Fourth place here last year, 14th, 39, 14th. But we have that miscut lingering. Uh, you look at HV3's course history, that's impeccable. Uh, Alex Norton, three straight top 30s, one top twenty-five. So, if you're going to look at the course history, sure, you're going to go Fitzpatrick. I just think Alex Norn, he's playing great right now. Um, it's the route I'm going to go. It's the route I'm going to go after his 12th place finish at the Valspar. I think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover for Matt Fitzpatrick, but if I would take it, I between Norn and Fitzpatrick, probably, right? Fifth for for Fitzy at the Valspar. 14th at the Masters. Good shot, he could win too. I shouldn't take that away from him. But the other two, no, no, not going to do it. Not going to do it. That brings us to our next subject, which is the Masters hangover. If you believe that that exists and that these players are not going to be ready to play this weekend, then by all means, fade those guys. The thing is, though, you know, there are plenty of arguments against that concept and ideology. First of all, like Jordan Spieth, he missed the cut, so he had two extra days off. Uh, Look at someone like Kevin Na, finished 14th last week. Look at someone like Brian Harmon, who missed the cut. And then you look at Cam Young missed the cut. Luke List missed the cut. EVR missed the cut. Stuart Sink missed the cut, and he's the guy who won it last year here, Um, multi-winner on tour. So I'm not buying into the narrative. I know it's going to play and burn some people, but you're looking more at form than anything else. Um, you know, you could potentially look at someone like Cameron Smith, who's already won twice on tour this year, potentially saying, okay, I, I need a break. Um, I know he did take time away to spend time with his mom and everything of that nature. So maybe that break is over, but we'll see. Uh, long story short, I'm not buying into that narrative. So let's start with this top tier range. And we're looking at Cantley, DJ and Justin Thomas. Three guys I like, JT, DJ and Patrick Cantley. The two guys I'm a little bit weary on, but I'm still going to roster, are Cam Smith and Colin Morikawa. With Cam, I've talked about this last week, the guy needs to putt to win a tournament. and all three wins, six and a half strokes gained putting, and he won the tournament. The other problem I have with that is those tournament wins were not like difficult, so he could potentially come out here and dominate, right? That could could happen. Morikawa, on the other hand, fifth place last last weekend at the Masters. Had a great Sunday. Coming into great form. Um, Solid on approach this year. Ranks 14th in the field. Solid hitting fairways. He ranks 7th in the field. Struggles around the green, but if he's dialed in on approach, we won't really have to worry about that. Um, So, we'll see with Morikawa, but between the two of those guys in terms of the model I'm looking at, those are the guys I worry about. And of course, you worry about DJ. You do worry about the age and everything of that nature. lay. And Justin Thomas, and it's going to be my argument kind of for all these guys, you're going into the next major. And we saw it with Scheffler. We've seen it with Cam Smith. You want to be rolling, right? You want to be in good form. So winning here at the RBC Heritage is an excellent way to prepare for these upcoming weeks. Um, like you got the Mexico Championship, the Wells Fargo, the Byron Nelson, and then, and that's just to prepare for the PGA Championship. So coming in there with a win in these next four tournaments could potentially help that momentum going into the PGA Championship. Of course, the Charles Schwab, the Memorial Canadian to the US Open, and so on and so forth. And that's what these guys are trying to do. They're trying to build that momentum, build up their scoring, their their game, get ready to roll. So going to the 9k range, there's no one hotter right now than Shane Lowry. And then you look at someone like Uh, Corey Connors, he fits this course so well. Daniel Berger, how you're not going to play him. We kind of talked about Fitzy. He's got the upside here. Um, Curious about ownership. That ownership gets down. You roster, ownership gets high. You know, you kind of fade him. Connors could be chalky again. Uh, Sungjae, really like him here. Jordan Spieth, I'm going to be a Jordan Spieth truther and hope that these swing flaws that he's trying to go through fix. Um, I do like the fact that he's putting Driver away here so we can work on approach. He just looked bad last week. He looked bad at the Masters. And then Neiman and Russell Henley. Neiman and Henley are also going to be chalky guys. So we'll talk about Lowry, first of all. You know, in my approach model, he ranks number two overall. Uh, last forty, last 50 rounds, number one. Last four rounds, you know, he ranks number 14. Looked really good last week at the Masters. We had him packed as a core play, finished third. In terms of course history here, 44th, third, miscut, ninth place. So course history is looking good. 2022 PGA stats. The one that thing that concerns me is the 83rd in the field in terms of fairway hit, but we are going to be putting driver away. So there is that luxury for Shane Lowry. You look at projections. He's projected number 12. Um, course projections, 23rd, and then similar tournaments. This is a little curious, 41st, 41st. So if that kind of sways you, it is a good option there to, to kind of go in a different direction. In terms of aggregate rank, number three. So there's a lot to love about Shane Lowry uh Minus the ownership, Corey Connors. The course history here is impeccable, so you know you're gonna roster him. Lee Aldrich's course suitability metric ranks him number eleven in my overall stat model. He's number six. If you look at his course history, fourth, twenty-first, I and mean, had two miscuts before that. So we're, we're trending in the right direction. And of course, the sixth place at the Masters. Again, we're dealing with the Masters hangover. Is he gonna experience it? We're not really sure, but Chuck. Corey Connors when you got him surrounded by guys like Lowry, Daniel Berger, the upside of Fitzpatrick, M. Speed, Neiman Henley, even going on to Webb Simpson in this 8K range, paying up for Patrick Cantley. It kind of feels like Corey Connors should be a fade. Um, not to say that he can't play well here, but from a DFS perspective, like go go underweight or or complete fade, you can bet him, and if you have that luxury and, and kind of get away with it. He is 25-1 to in Vegas odds, so so that does pay well. Um, It's just kind of curious if you're going to do it that route. Uh, Daniel Berger, first-round leader, probably going to play him. Um, Why wouldn't you? It's a bet you kind of always have to make. Struggling on approach right now, struggling off the tee right now. His game's not solid. 50th at the Masters, right, Um, after not playing since the players where he finished 13th. So, he was bad at the Masters. I know he made the cut, but you got a smaller field and everything of that nature, but he just didn't look good. Course history here looks a lot better 13th, 3rd, 33rd. When you look at 2022 stats, ninth in scrambling, 16th in approach, but struggling in greens and regulation. So you're really hoping that putter gets hot, especially being on Bermuda. On these Bermuda greens, he's going to have success. Uh, the thing I do like in my confidence model, he ranks number seven. And he's got a low cut percentage, only 26.74. So that's very low. Like like conversely to Corey Connors, who's more money and a little chalkier, Connors comes in at a cut percentage, about 31.31. So Berger feels like a safer play in this point. We talked a lot about Matt Fitzpatrick already. I, I think there is upside here. I do, I'm a little bit curious, though, about that Masters hangover for him specifically. But we'll see. Jay. Another guy who played really well this weekend, um, couldn't put it together over four rounds, and that's guy I want it faded after round one, but still he finished you know strong with a top 10 finish at eighth place. But the thing is, he's got two missed cuts and a 13th place finish here. So I'm curious if that's going to drive ownership down, right? Because people are going to look at ownership this weekend and course history, and I don't mind playing Spieth when he's sub 15%. I'm sorry, playing Sungjae when he's sub 15%. So we're well, definitely going to take advantage of that. And then going on in those last three, Spieth, Neiman, and Henley, I think you do need to absorb that. Spieth is obviously the leverage play. He's going to be single-digit ownership. No one wants to touch him right now. Missing the cut at the Masters. We talk about course history, how porn it is there. But 68th and 54th here, doesn't write anything home. If you'd rather just be safe and bet him, go ahead and do that um, and not play him in your DFS lineups. I just think they're, eventually he's going to figure it out. right? I know he's going through some swing changes, but eventually he will figure it out. In my confidence model is the only time he cracks the top 20. Otherwise, he's 40th in my aggregate, 40th in my overall stat model. If you look at the projections though, this weekend, I got him projected for third. If he, you know, hits that upside. Um, for the course projections, 22nd. and for similar tournaments, number four. So let's go to that 8k range. Everyone is gonna be talking about Webb Smith or Web Smith. Webb Simpson and his upside in a web type track um uh, you are worried about the neck issue and the neck surgery last weekend was the first time he had all four rounds got 35th at the masters but talk about the last five years ninth first 16th fifth 11th and he's coming in at sub 15 percent ownership because people are going to play elsewhere and they're thinking that he is hurt i'm not buying it <clears throat> i'm gonna take pieces of Webb simpson billy horschel kind of the same thing he's had a resurgence this year and uh to kind of steal a line, caddies do matter, and they obviously matter for Horschel, so 43rd at the Masters, um, but he is a GPP play, I do want to point that out, we got two missed cuts, a 25th, 45th, and 5th, um, I wouldn't be throwing Horschel in your cash lineups, there's just too much risk there, HV3 for me is a fade at 8,500, 8, I we've been burned by this before, we've seen him play well, it's just 8,500 for Harold Varner third when I got players around him that are low-owned. Even Terrell Hatton, right? He's finished here third before coming in at relatively lower ownership than Sungjae is right now. So, I'm sorry, than HV3 is right now. So, we definitely going to take pieces of the guys around HV3. Like, even Siwoo Kim, who I think is a great GPP this weekend. He's coming in at single-digit ownership. We know the upside that he has in your guaranteed prize pools. Got a roster, be overweight on Siwoo Kim. Last three I want to mention Noren, Kirk, and Kisner are three guys that I'm going to have in my lineups this weekend. Fleetwood is a no for me, even though the fact that like he could putt so well on Bermuda, but you know I love the scoring opportunity for Kirk and the approach play. Alex Noren, kind of the same thing. I know he's been not as sharp as Chris Kirk, but he's he's a play that I like. And of course, Kisner, Kisner's not going to pop in your models, um, but one thing if you note from years past. Guys who have course history followed by like several cuts have come back and played really well here in Kisner. 11th, 7th, 41st, um, two missed cuts, 44th at the Masters. So he's someone that I'm going to have my eye on, especially if this ownership keeps uh, creeping down. We talked about this course being an old man's course, and of course here is Matt Kuchar at 7,800. It's a little pricey. So 18th, 41st, 2nd, 23rd, and 11th. And, and it's one of those tournaments probably that Cooch s- like circles on his schedule because he knows he could compete here because it's shorter it's tailored to his game he can score here he's gonna fit the mold and the model um can he do it still over four rounds nine wins on pga tour right but he is 43 44 years old um i know that's not like that old but still it, it it's a little caused some trepidation a little hesitation for me Brian Hartman, he missed the cut last weekend at the Masters. I had him in plenty of lineups. Um, I was underweight because he was in that 6K range, but still, I think he's a viable option. Next two guys, Mito and Hoagie. All right, so Mito's never went on tour. Keeps burning everyone. $7,700. Terms of similar courses, and this course in particular, doesn't look that good yet. My overall stat model, number 11. 14th in my conference model, 14th in my aggregate model, which takes all the models that I take into account, 11th in my approach model. If you look at this season alone, 19th in the field in scrambling, top 10 in approach, okay, 6th in bogey average, 6th in bogey avoidance. The problem is he struggles on the par 5s, and we have not seen him here. So there is going to be some risk, and I just think he fits one of those bills that people sick of playing him. Hoagie fits that same bill in terms of his play this year. It looks so good. Ranks in the top five in my aggregate model, which is impressive. Cause for concern, though, he's not projecting well. He only ranks 49th in my projections for the weekend, 79th for this tournament in, in, in particular, and of course, 81st in similar style tournaments. Could that be because of years past? Not really sure, but it is a cause for concern. Adam Hadwin is going to be chalked this weekend. There's just no doubt about it. The strokes gain T to green that he's been increasing over the years, over this year and last year, has been improving immensely. He's set 12th in the field this year in approach, 10th in ball striking, 21st in hitting fairways. I'm actually surprised he's not chalkier than he is right now. He's only 22%. I thought it would be higher than like 26, 28, especially at 7,600. But we'll see how the weekend unfolds. Streelman and Poulter, guys, I'm going to go back to, I know – Poulter specifically you're looking at a course history that is like impeccable 48th 14th 10th 7th 11th especially at 7500 coming off the miscut at the valero so potentially people are going to fade him and not want to play him and thinking that his game is just not that sharp but he ranks 31st in my overall stat model 33rd in my confidence model so he's someone i like and i love him in my projections model streaming i'm totally gonna go back to him list evr guys that are in that lower 7k range and guys that had um I would like to call it, like disappointing weekends last weekend and then of course you look at the tournament history it, it's limited Luke list miscut 41st third 58th miscut <coughs> EVR on the other hand is a 21st place finish so there's some upside there and then you look at the 2022 stats and and you look at the ball striking for Luke list and the approach play for Luke list but then like fairways hit is so brutal there's you know, a little bit of worry there, EVR, kind of the same thing, if he has to scramble, he's going to struggle, if he needs to avoid bogeys, it's it's just the end of the day, Um, but both can score in the par fives, so I think there's most definitely guaranteed prize pool upside there, going down to Russell Knox, Lucas Glover, uh, Charles Howell III, Wise, and the Gala, okay, These last guys I'm going to mention. So first we'll start with Wise and DiCalla. Like, I'm worried about the fairway game with these guys. I know we're putting driver away, but one mishap and it's over for these two. So there is some risk there. But it's hard to ignore the early love that Aaron Wise was getting and how he's just kind of disappeared off everyone's list. And for good measure, right? Wise missed the cut, the Valspar, 50th the players, Seventeenth the API, gala a little bit different. Sixteenth, sorry, sixty seventh of the Valero, twenty second at corrales seventh the Valspar. But then that was after two miscuts at the Arnold Palmer and API. So what we're seeing with the trends for Thigala is that these easier courses, he's doing well. I mean, this is all highlighted by a third place finish it finish at the WMPO. So I think those two guys are a little bit riskier. Lucas Glover. Charles Howell III, uh, again, Glover and CH3 guys that are going to be guaranteed prize pool type plays. So you got like, missed cuts on these guys, course history, but then you got solid top 20 finishes. Um, CH3 last year finished top 20. Again, these are low ownership plays, so you're not sticking them in a ton of lineups if you are going to roster them. But if you need some Sally relief down here, these are the guys I like. I think most will probably go to Sepp Straka because of his 30th place finish and, and and ignore the fact that Glover finished 30th last weekend as well. And the SEP is gonna get more love than than the, you know, three percent, two percent on Lucas Glover. Russell Knox, last guy I wanna talk about, fits this course. Denny McCarthy fits this course too, it's just I don't like rostering Denny McCarthy too often and he's not popping my overall stat model, but Russell Knox is ranks 15th overall, love his approach game, ball-striking ability. Um, Doesn't have the distance, obviously, but you don't need it here. Um, Cause for concern, three missed cuts in a row for Russell Knox here at the RBC Heritage. But a 40th and 11th built in there, too. The thing I do like, three straight, four straight, what is it? He's made, how many cuts has he made? 12 of 16 this year. So he's obviously dialed in and playing a little bit better. Going down in the 6K range, Doug Gim. Of course, we're going to play him. Guys that are a little bit worried about, but probably will end up in my player pool are Charlie Hoffman, Mac Hughes, Danny Willett, and Sneds. Sneds obviously fills that old man narrative. Um, you look at their course history, it's pretty volatile. But, again, we talked about how, you know, if you've had upside here, you can have upside again. Charlie Hoffman, 18th last year. Danny Willett, 18th last year. Charlie Hoffman in 2018 at a 23rd place um mac hughes is not someone i'm really too interested in like especially if you're looking at the course history but i could see why people would want to play him going down to joel Dahman, 16th and 48th the two times he's been here in the last four years we haven't seen him since the Balspar and the players so it's been a while since we've seen him on tournament but so far this year he's solid in ball striking and top 50 in approach in the field um recent forms have been great so we are going to take a shot on joel Dahman. um ownership right now about 4%, 5%. And he's projecting pretty high in terms of the course projection. Nate Lashley and Matthew Naismith, the next two places I'm going to go. There's a lot of names that we do like to tackle, though, in here. Like like Griot, right? The course history for Griot here is is amazing. Um, might want to go back to K.H. Lee. K.H. Lee, the, the, the Pete Dye hunter. Um, the Pete Dye killer. Charles Schwartzel looked awesome last weekend. So are people going to go back to him? That's a great question. Are they gonna go back and roster him? He's not gonna pop in anyone's model, but he looks so good last weekend. Um, you know, you know, it's kind of interesting what you're gonna do here. We we talk about KH Lee with Pete Dy Tracks and his best finish here is a 48th. So maybe that's just a first round leader bet for you. I hope he figures it out. Stewart on the other hand, Brian Stewart, you know, 1857 and 1667. He's a guy that that screams some interest because Sandwiched between two missed cuts are two top 20 finishes, a 7th at Corales and the 16th at the Valspar. So so he's a guy that is kind of hit or miss. But the thing I like, he hits fairways. And if he can figure out his approach game that weekend, you know, he's not a bad play either. Naismith, Satoshi Kodaira, who's won here before, and, of course, Luke Donald. We talk about the old man narrative. But uh, last one I want to talk about is Wesley Bryan down in 6,100. All right, he projects well here. Um, In terms of my stat models, doesn't pop. Does not pop at all. You look at PGA Tour stats, and the one thing that I love about him is that he's qualified for the 2022 stats. And the thing that's remarkable, top 20 in approach, Wesley Bryan, 6,100. So we talked about how important that is. And then you look, of course, people are going to ignore this. He won here in 2017, first place. Followed that up with 42nd, 68th, and 25th place finish. You look at the recent form, 15th and 62nd, and of course a miscut, but then a 27th at the Sony. So a lot to like here about 6,100, Wesley Bryant. You don't need a lot of them to get ahead of the field. Currently looking at less than 1% ownership, which is insane. All right. That's it. Let's take it home. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is our breakdown of the RBC Heritage. Join us next week as we break down the Mexico Championship. I want to give a big shout out and special thanks to FanShare Sports. I want to thank golf goons for all the support they give us. Smash and Cash boys. See you guys on top of the leaderboard on Sunday.